nutrition, gut health, mental health, hormones, and so much more. These all play roles in sustainable weight management. So, I scour the globe for top experts in fitness, health, and weight loss to bring to you this podcast. So take a seat and enjoy the ride. So everybody, welcome back to the Mad Overmind Experience. Of course, I'm your host, Master Trainer and Weight Management Expert, Narado Zico Powell. And this episode, we're going to get a little bit weird for you. Because I have two gentlemen on here that I was on their show, I think it's like a month ago, right? And it was so fun. We talked about so many topics. And I said, you know what? Let's bring these gentlemen on because we're going to talk about health and fitness and nutrition, but more from what you would experience, right? So not instead of me bringing on someone who's going to say, you should do this or you should do that, we're going to get into some conversations around things you may struggle with how you get out of your rut, you know, things that we just don't talk about enough. So you're going to really love this episode. And of course, I'm going to have a hack for you, right? So with these two gentlemen, Alec and Louie, let me make sure I introduce them. So pardon me for being rude. But Mm -hmm. the hack of the episode is going to be what worked for them when they fell stuck on their journey. So stick around for this because you're going to love it. And with that being said, I'm going to welcome Alec and Louie to the show. And Alec, let's go first. Hey, man, tell us about yourself. Hey, Zigo. Thanks for having us on, by the way. Um, yeah, I'm Alec, uh, half English, half Filipino. Luis and I went to the same school growing up, so that's why we're such good friends now. We kind of kept in touch. Uh, right now, I'm just sort of in a data job, not really career-oriented, so, you know, it pays the bills. Um, but, you know, I've always been interested in health and fitness and, you know, how it kind of helps not someone who's typically an athlete per se more of someone now now it's more geared towards someone who has a regular job who may have kids you know people who have a lot of things on their plate but also should find the time to keep their body in as good a shape as possible which is really most of us so i love that thank you so much man and uh louis how about you tell us about yourself man yeah so uh again thank you for having us on i'm really honored to be on here today um so yeah i'm half german half filipino grew up in the philippines uh went to the same school as alec um i kind of discovered health and fitness really late in my life like uh alec can attest to this i didn't really work out or anything um in high school uh it was only really once i moved to germany and uh, kind of discovered that you know five years of my adult life um between like 16 and like 21 and I was struggling to go upstairs, you know, being out of breath and stuff like that. And and, and I had a uh, a job at the time, or at least a part time job at the time, that required some pretty heavy physical fitness. And so I realized, okay, you know, I gotta I gotta fix this, and uh, you know, discover the gym for myself. And uh, yeah, uh, nowadays I'm working as a uh, apprentice mecha- uh, mechanic at BMW, and. Um, so my my current fitness routine is kind of adjusted to that because my my current job is also uh, really physical and uh so there are certain precautions and certain um changes that i have had to make with my workout routine 
I see. And I like if you don't mind, I have a follow up question for Louis. So you were saying that you're having like a hard time going up the stairs and stuff mm. like that. Right. So describe like how did that really make you feel? Mm. So the, the going up the stairs thing was kind of the straw that broke the camel's back. I, you know, I noticed that as a young adult, my mood was always kind of off and you know, picking stuff up and moving around was difficult. I mean, I wasn't fat. Like I, I would, I would describe myself as being skinny fat at the time. Like uh, you wouldn't have seen that I was unfit, but I was pretty categorically pretty, pretty unfit. Um, and I just re recall it being sort of this very groggy and sort of foggy experience. You know, um, looking back now, I realize that a lot of the like emotional or like cognitive issues that I had as a young adult or as a teen probably came from the fact that my body was just like completely sedentary. And you know what? It's uh, that's the conversation that I have with a lot of younger people because we feel like, okay, we're young. We're okay. We can do what we want, but we don't mm -hmm. realize that by really not being active at a young age and it, it makes it harder when you get older, it doesn't make it easier. And because when we're older, we're like, Oh, I need to lose weight. I need to get yeah. in good shape, but it's, you're doing it at a harder time. It's not impossible again, but it's a bigger challenge. And even my uh, friends, my younger friends who lift weights, and then they say they don't want to do any kind of cardio because they're like, oh, my gosh, I go outside for a little jog and I'm tired or I'm out of breath. Mm -hmm. I'm like, that's a problem. Coming from a, um, a fitness trainer, that's a problem. Things like, Because then your cardiovascular system is not functioning the way it should. You need to train that as well. So we yep. gloss over these things and we don't realize what we're actually doing to ourselves. So that's what I was interested in uh, in that follow up there. And then, uh, Alec, I have a question for you then. So you kind of, you hit on this already and you both already did, but I'm sure you have more to add to it. So Alec, what made you, what drove you really to say, you know what, I need to focus on my health and fitness? Well, we st I started working out just because doing weights, just because we, I started doing sports in school and I thought, okay, I need to put on some meat on my bones. Uh, so it was, it was more of just sort of um, uh, a size and strength kind of thing. But then it was it wasn't until after I graduated school and I wasn't doing any sports and where I kind of realized all right, I need a bit more flexibility. I need a bit more care towards my tendons, my joints. Um, I'm not getting out of bed the way I should. Like I am like athletically fit, but I'm not flexible. It's hard for me to bend down, pick up something. It shouldn't be this hard. Um, so, yeah, that's where I you know, started reading more upon like what you put into your body, how you should, you know, be stretching, how you should be performing several exercises. Maybe you should not be doing some exercises and doing more of others. Like I started picking up yoga during lockdown, I think, because lockdown was kind of the time where I kind of stopped. Um, but then doing yoga kind of helped me get back into the groove of it and then doing weights again. So I I, I love that. I actually love that because that's another thing that people are missing is flexibility. Yeah. You know, flexibility doesn't, I mean, unless you're some kind of freak of nature, doesn't get better when you get older, right? Especially yeah. when you're gaining weight, right? So flexibility is quite important. I've, I brag to my friends that like, I'm about to be 40 years old. And when I, um, by flexibility, when I, uh, I don't even know the name of this freaking pose, but I can basically touch the, the palm, the ground whenever I, when I bend over. Right. Mm. I'm not a yogi expert, not going to pretend to be, but I can do it. 
And it's like, that's that's impressive to me that for me, I'm like, how many people, you know, freaking 20 year olds that can't do that, you know, yeah. but I work mm -hmm. on my flexibility and it, and it helps you in so many aspects of your life. Even when you take your arms, your your hand and you have like shoulder, shoulder you test your shoulder mobility and I can connect my hands like those things are extremely important because that leads to injury later in life. Mm -hmm. I've worked with uh, older people, even some young people who they they have no, they have basically no shoulder mobility, which goes usually goes along with um, shoulder strength as well because they don't train the right muscles. It's it, it because they don't recover well. There's like so much that goes into it, and just let me just pick up the weights and move around. I was uh, I told somebody the other day, I said weightlifting is is what we sh most of us should do as the base of your workouts. Weightlifting incorrectly is what the issue is, and that's why yeah. it's always important in the beginning if you can afford it get a good trainer to teach you just some basic stuff even for the first few months to kind of get you on that path and once you kind of have an idea if you feel like you don't need a trainer that's up to you but getting that training in the beginning can really be beneficial for people and you know i can talk about it on and on and on about all the results that i've seen but people are tired of my voice so let's go to louis <laughs> so um so give us more Mo. so uh what really drove your interest into health and fitness other than couldn't walk into up the stairs <laughs> yeah yeah so um i had a brief stint with a career choice in the military and um i obviously knew that going into that i was going to have to improve just what i like to call usable fitness right because there, there there's a difference between being able to bench i don't know 150 kilos in the gym versus being able to like actually perform in a combat situation even if it's a simulation right um and so the way that i adapted or the way that i started my fitness journey was essentially extremely oriented around uh what i for myself kind of categorized as military utility fitness meaning Am I capable of handling loads on my back for extended periods of time? Can I actually rock the distance? Can I do the push-ups? Can I do the pull-ups? Can I carry my gear? And do I have the explosiveness in conjunction with that to be able to perform certain certain tasks under stress that need to be done quickly? And um, so that's the way that I attacked the way that I started uh, working out for myself. Now, um, with the years and obviously in a different job now, some of my needs have changed. Um, I still train with that with that military fitness in mind because I, f I feel like for me, at least that's what works best because it, it forces me to focus on more um, real world applicable things. You know, um, I I spoke about this with Alec before I, I, I had a brief like love affair with deadlifting um, until I kind of realized that I was I just kind of sat there one day with a, with a sore back and sore quads and I was kind of like wait a second like I'm not competing to do any kind of a deadlift competition and I'm not being paid to do this and this is straining my back this is straining my legs to a, to the point where I was entering sort of weight categories that were outside of the normal usage in in the real world right like odds are you're not you're not really picking stuff up that weighs 120 kilos right that's that's kind of outside of the daily use profile at least in my work and so um i i started to adapt more of the more of the the needs that i have in a day-to-day -day, um, environment into my workout routine now that for me means that i need to have good vascular uh, cardiovascular fitness i need to be able to lift and not just lift but also hold certain weights at at a certain position um 
and so you know i'm i'm focusing less on being able to for example carry weight over a long distance having high mobility having explosiveness versus having more of a stable foundation at this point right. so it sounds what i'm hearing is functional fitness yeah which is really what most people need to focus on is functional fitness is i agree being to the point to where you can do the things that you do in your daily daily life like if you can't raise your hand over the counter or to the counter to pick up to get the salt or whatever then yeah. you know that's an issue right yeah. functional fitness if you're walking and you're walking basically um quads forward and you're not really using your hamstring you're putting a lot of pressure on your knees you need to train better so you can use your hamstring more functional fitness if you're looking at even flexibility that's like i, I like talk about that's functional fitness and mm. those are the things we need to look into i remember you mentioned the deadlift thing and we talked about that when i was on your show and right. i thought yep. about it afterwards um because i'm one of those people that i have to digest things sometimes before mm. i kind of spit out what 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 craziness is going to come out of my brain but I would generally say that you most of my clients, I usually have them end up doing four, not only four, but I usually have these four workouts into their routine. Mm -hmm. Some kind of shoulder press, deadlifting, squatting, and bench pressing. And the reason why I do that, because those are um those are really uh crap. I can't think of the word right now. I'm having my blank, but anyway. Essential. I wouldn't even use the word essential, uh, but they they train a lot of body parts. I don't know why. Maybe Sunday morning my brain yeah. is not functioning right now. The <laughs> issue is that most of those exercises are done incorrectly. The form is yeah. the form is off. The weight is absolutely too much. Yeah, that. Um, I was about to add that that I don't have a problem with deadlifting per se because I feel like especially nowadays with with the rise of people who have back issues, it's a good way to sort of stabilize your your entire back. The issue is once you're exceeding weights that go past your body weight, you're putting unnecessary strain, in my opinion, onto a pretty important part of your body. Right. Especially if the weight's off, because a lot of people deadlift and they try to go for the heaviest they can and they end yeah. up with five, you know, five reps and stuff like that, which I even I do that sometimes. The way I look at it is this. If you can deadlift with proper form, mm -hmm. your back is straight, you're power up powering with your quads, you should be fine. As long if 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 you can do that mm. now, and if that's your goal, that's fine. Now, whenever you ha you have to arch your back any at all, you you, you need to drop it. That's it. Yep. You, you need to you drop the weight, go back, go higher reps, whatever you got to do. But whenever yep. you have to, I've seen it in the gym. I've seen young kids like they're trying to power, even training for powerlifting, and they arch their back. And I tell them, I said, look, in five years, you're gonna have a lot of problems. Yep. How, how you're lifting the weight now? You have your belt on. You feel great because you lifted more than I did, but I'm not going to lift that because I know that that's not good for my back, right? And, and your form is completely off. That's a really good point. Um, form, and I struggle with this in, in the past as well, but form really is super important. And it's also really important, I find, especially if you're, if you're right at the beginning of, of your fitness journey, to find that, that peace within yourself between like, I'm I'm feeling like I'm working hard, and I'm also you know taking the time to do things properly because I I feel like people at the, at the start get so, you know because it once you discover your love for fitness it's it it's very addicting right I think all of us know know what that's like you constantly want to train harder more more volume more weights but I think it's important especially within I would say the first half year 
to first of all build a good foundation upon which you can build right and second of all also to just take the time and really understand the exercise that you're doing and understand how to do it properly now on the example of deadlifts right there are two predominant um uh, uh forms to deadlifting you have the sumo and then you have the uh, i think it's called bulgarian if i'm not if i'm not wrong yes, there yes. right and um i've always been more of a bulgarian uh, form guy I, I don't like the sumo stance as much i understand that you can pull a lot more weight with that it's a little bit easier on your back but you have to find what works for you yes and you uh once you've once you found that, I feel like you also have to really take the time to to master your craft, if you will. You know, find what it is that you like and then master what you like. Compound movements. That's what I was looking for, by the way. Mm. I did talk and say that compound. There we go. Uh, Alec, may I ask you a question, man? What's your favorite yeah. workout? Oh. Now that I'm kind of focusing on flexibility and functional training, I do love those kind of like animal movement exercises. Uh, one of my favorite ones I like to do before kind of going straight into because I do a push pull leg split. And before I do those compound movements, I usually like to do like, you know, alligator crawls, lizard crawls and ape crawls. And so I, I actually like doing those as a, a sort of warm up, I guess you could say. I don't really want to say warm up just because they do kind of exhaust you a bit, which is good in my opinion, especially if I'm doing it first thing in the morning. But yeah. Nice. How often do you work out? uh every day except sunday oh you're a six-day guy like myself more yeah. power to you man more power to you it's not an easy thing it's not an easy thing it's a crazy yeah, life especially if it's first day in the morning you gotta really get yourself out oh first thing in the morning i'm playing a guitar i'm not i'm not touching the workout but <laughs> i'm doing some so i do a little bit of, a little bit of yoga in my red light um with my red light kind of blasting on me and stuff like that but yeah, i'm mm. not working out i'm not i'm not as crazy as you are what, <laughs> what, what about you louis what's uh uh, we, what's your favorite workout right now? So um, for the past three months, I've kind of discovered a, a a piece of equipment in the gym that's helped me save a lot of time. Uh, I, I sort of calculated out that I'm saving like 40 minutes uh, on this thing. And uh, it's actually really drastically improved my shoulder strength and my pull-up and uh, dip capability. And it's pr pretty obvious, the pull-up machine, because um, I'll usually hit that and start with an overhand uh start start with overhand pull-ups uh with, with a wide grip go to an underhand to do the biceps because i found i was kind of hitting um hitting a wall with my ability to kind of grow my biceps with uh dumbbells and so i was thinking like well wait a minute what are some of like when you train other body parts what do you look towards or what kind of exercise do you look towards to kind of make progress there and it's always a compound movement right and i sort of thought to myself like well wait a minute an underhand pull-up is like the non plus ultra compound movement for your bicep. And so I'll usually hit that right after I do my uh, wide grip overhand uh, pull ups, and then I'll just do dips. And so I'll usually be on the pull up machine for 20 minutes, get my four sets in 10 reps. And like after 20 minutes, I'm at this point, I'm warmed up, you know, I'm feeling good. Um, all of it, obviously, just body weight exercises, even though pull ups are quite challenging. Um, my advice to anyone who's just starting out use a pull-up machine and use it to assist you focus on good form and um there's just a trick in my head that kind of worked instead of trying to pull your body up i've always tried to focus on driving my elbows down for some reason that that clicks a lot better in my brain um but yeah so that so that's kind of what i'm hitting right now i've been nursing kind of a slight work-related shoulder injury for the past three weeks so i've been kind of taking it slower but uh yeah um 
the pull-up machine has really, really revolutionized the way that I work out, especially because I try to do it right at the start of my workout because it, it's, it's a fairly low load, even though pull-ups are challenging, but it's still a body weight exercise. So it's fairly low load on your nervous system. It gets the blood pumping. Um, and with the weather that we have right now here in Germany, it's a bit hot. I don't really want to warm up on a treadmill. I usually right. do that towards the end. So. I got you. Pull-ups is one of my favorite exercises. I actually, uh, on the days that I do my deadlifts, I superset with bodyweight mm. pull-ups. Um, and then after I do that, then when I'm I'm done with that, I do more bodyweight pull-ups. But I, I do them with uh, underhand, but I also mm. put weights underneath me. And okay. when I'm done, my legs, my back, everything is sore. Like, it's yeah. absolutely fantastic. Yeah. And even when Alec, we're talking about the different styles of working out, too. Like, even I work out six days a week, but I have three days a week that are more like high reps, mm. body weight days, abs, uh, not abs, uh, biceps is kind of hard to do body weight unless I'm be, you know, curling somebody in the gym or something. So, mm. you know, I, uh, I, so, I, you know, of course, but I do do higher reps of those. And I have my three days, which is usually the weekends, where I just go crazy. And I just, my strength days. And I love those as well. And I have a combination of those workouts. And then my high rep days, I also tend to work more on flexibility and maintenance and speed and stuff like that in addition to. But then in my crazy heavy days, it's just my, this is what I'm doing today. Put on some rock music and just go for it kind of mm. days. And it's, it's I've, I've, I've spent years, of course, I've been doing it for a while, putting on my entire routine together. But eventually it's really good just to get to, to get to that point where you have such a solid routine and it's, it's work. You're not training just one thing, you know, you train your cardiovascular health, training flexibility, you're training your speed and, you know, you're working on strength and muscle endurance. And then you just become like a whole different person at that point. Mm -hmm. And who knows, maybe you have a podcast. Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but Alec, oh crap. I had this question on top of my head, um, on my head. And then my, I started talking and as my brain just went somewhere else, but let me ask you this though, what habits did you pick up or have you picked up good or bad while you're on your journey? Um, I think it's just making sure one of the big ones I feel is just making sure that you get a workout in. Because a lot of people, especially when they start out, they lose it just because they skip one day and then it becomes two, three, and then they just stop. So that was one thing that yoga helped me with just because it didn't feel like a workout at first, even though yoga is tough as shit. Oh, yeah. Uh, sorry, I don't know if I don't, we're allowed to swear here, but. Uh, it's um, already passed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. It's just sort of having instilling that kind of discipline in you to be like look i need to get this done don't know depends on you when when the days are and when during those days you do it but making sure that you have a routine and you stick to it you have the discipline to do it on the day whenever and having also that discipline if you're on a type of diet or you're watching what you eat doesn't matter if it's a strict diet or just a general kind of consensus that you kind of came up with yourself whichever works best that you found that works for your body but making sure that you stick to that i love that you know it's i always say that motivation can work for a little while yeah. but discipline is really what makes the difference and that's why i always say that character trumps willpower i learned that from uh the brilliant psychologist uh glenn livingston that i had on the show because at the end of the day 
Yeah, you guys, you can say, yeah, I'm motivated. Like New Year's resolution. Everybody comes up. Mm. Oh, I'm motivated. I'm going to do this. I'm going to lose weight, blah, blah, blah. A week later, what happened? Oh, I'm busy. Oh, no. Yeah. My girlfriend yeah. says I can't work out. That's some whatever crazy reason. There's always right? next year. I know, right? There's always next year, whatever. So that's this. That, that's a that's you're trying to will yourself or just motivate yourself but that doesn't really work but like but like i like what you're saying when you're disciplined you how are you motivated maybe you have a partner to work out with you maybe you just need to write it down maybe you know you need to think about why you're doing it is it for your health is it because you want to live longer to play with your kids or have you know have more energy be around to see your grandkids or hopefully great grandkids like why are you doing this and when you really start focusing on that then it really becomes easy. You don't have to get, you don't have to work out six days a week. Most, the general person needs maybe three, four days a week and then make sure you get your steps in, drink your water, take your nutrition, sleep and all that stuff. But three, four days a week, I would say mostly four days a week is good enough for most people, 45 minutes or so to really yeah. get get a good workout in and just vary it a little bit and again take care of all those other things so aka listen to the Matter of a Mind podcast. You learn about <laughs> all your nutrition and your sleep and all the stuff that I talk about, right? Um, to put that all together and you're good. Now, if you're if you're athletic and stuff like that, it's a little different, right? But so I I I, lo I love what you're saying. And Louis, I want I want I want your answer now on this. What habits have you picked up, good or bad, on your journey? So, I think the 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 number one habit that I've picked up is kind of what Alec touched upon already. It's the uh, discipline that you get from sticking to a plan, whether it's a workout plan or a nutrition plan. I mean, um, when the when the first really big lockdown hit here in Germany, obviously all the gyms closed, um, basically kind of public life was completely shut down. And I've, um, I fell off the tracks pretty hard and I gained like, I, don't, I think it was like 12 kilograms over the span of five months. So, you know, just being completely sedentary, eating like crap. And uh, I lost all the progress that I built over two years. Um, and once the lockdown lifted, I, I fell back full swing into the whole completely disciplined. I was on keto for a long time, working out six days a week. I've now reduced to four um, just because of the lifestyle that I live is already physically demanding enough. I don't need to kick my ass six, six days in the week. Um, but yeah it's it's discipline and I, I don't want to say whether it's good or bad because i feel like like everything there is a duality to it um the discipline that i've learned from from previous job and also from pre from from my fitness and nutrition journey has positive sides to it it, it means that i'm someone who said who when i say i'll get this done then I, I i get it done uh no matter what the cost is i'm you know Everyone has those days where you're basically, in my case, I walk past my gym now. Uh, I'm on my way to my car after work. And there's some days where I'm like, I'm not going to go in there. Fuck that, right? No, excuse me. Uh, forget that. Um, and then having the discipline to be like, no, we're going to go in there and we're going to do this now. That's that's kept me on the track ever since you know I, I fell off. Now, that has a negative aspect to it. And uh, this this had this happened to me a couple times recently where you know the anyone who works on cars whether private or you know for a living knows that some nights get long because th stuff just doesn't go to plan and so you know i've had occasions where it's 3 a.m and any normal person would be like okay look i'm just gonna drop the tools go home go to sleep and i'm just sat there like no this needs to get done <laughs> and i'm not and i'm not leaving until this is done and uh you know that's uh cost me one or two metabolic breakdowns here and there but i survived everything was fine so yeah 
Awesome. And th- th- those are things important to note because a lot of people, uh, you know, you experience it in your journey. It's just part of it, you know. And that's why I always say that motivation only lasts so long is really when you look at your values and your discipline, that's really what drives you to be fit, fit and be healthy for the rest of your life, right? Instead of being an excuse. Like I've always said this, that you two people go into a gym and you see someone who's fit, right? And it looks really, really good. And then one person says in their head, he might be taking steroids, mm. you know, he, he works out too much. And you just create all these excuses why you never look like that person or everything bad. You never even talked to the person before, right? And the other person can look at that same person and says, that person must be really disciplined. Now, they could both be right, <laughs> right? Yeah. But, um, but at the same time, y- your response to seeing that speaks to your character. Because are you the kind of person who makes excuses and just make assumptions because you can't do it, or are you the kind of or you think you can't do it? I'm not gonna say you can't do it, you think you can't do it, or are you the kind of person who says, you know what, I want what he or she has and let yeah. me go get what he or she has? That speaks to your character. So when we make I have to work with clients before who I tell them I don't like assumptions, they will make assumptions about certain things, and I tell them don't do it. And I would talk to them and work with them on the psychological piece of why it happens, and eventually. It works with some, some it doesn't. Then they will stop doing it. And they were like, you know what? You're right. Because I've been getting better just by changing the way I think about stuff. Like I even thought I couldn't achieve certain goals, but now I'm achieving it. And my mind is, I'm, I'm thinking completely different than I did before. So that's that really speaks to your character. So I love, I love the stuff that both of you guys kind of pulled out of the question. That's absolutely fantastic. I, I think Louis kind of had something on the tip of his tongue there. So I stopped. Um, yeah, I, I, what you touched upon is something that I've also struggled with in my life. This, this, this problem of making assumptions before you know the whole story, you know, um, I meanwhile at the point where when I see someone who has something that I might want and that I don't have either now, now, or realistically will never have instead of thinking like, oh, it's so unfair, you know, blah, blah, blah my my mindset is always that like that person regardless of how they attain whatever it is right at some point x amount of work happened to to attain that and whether it's fair that for person a you know x is 100 or and for person b x is 200 whatever it is x amount of work still went in to attain that and so what's become clear to me is that you know barring certain things that are just maybe a little bit too much out of my reach there there are there is very few in my life that i cannot attain via hard work you know it's it's all just a matter of getting it done and so to anyone who's starting out in the gym first of all you're really thinking too much that too much about the fact that other people are thinking about you at all because most people don't really care about the people around them in the gym right that's that's what so that's what i hear about from so many people who are scared to start working i'm just like Dude, people don't really care. And second of all, you're always going to have unpleasant people, right? But most people who are in the gym, especially the really fit people, they are extremely tolerant and almost excited about new people coming. And when they see you come in four days a week, five days a week, even if it's three days a week, when they see you come in and they see that you have a plan and that you're always there and you're, you're putting in the work, it doesn't matter how you look. They have respect for that. Yes. Because we've come from, we know what it's like to start from the beginning and it's not easy. 
Yeah. Um, Alec, uh, what do what are your thoughts on? Have you struggled at all with maybe making assumptions or your thoughts on you know trying to attain something that's hard for you to it in in quotations hard for you to attain? Yeah, definitely. When I was starting, when I was still in school, you know, all that that was when like the Marvel superhero films were at like getting started or getting at this peak and i was looking at like henry cavill as superman and uh chris hemsworth as thor i'm like oh man i really wish i was like that and a part of me kept on having that mindset of oh you're not going to get that like you're not going to be that big and even now that i think about it, it's like i never really needed to be that big um but it was a shift in the mindset of thinking oh that's never going to happen to even just the simplest foundation of hey that guy has it which means that tells me that's possible i may not be able to get to that level maybe but i can get to my level of that type of fitness i love that you say your level because that's important i always tell people i was born and raised in jamaica i was a i was 113 pounds when i was basically like 18 years old mm. like i was naturally just a hard gainer Right. I I never I don't plan to be 200 or 250. Like that's that's just not my thing. I don't think it's really healthy, even if it's muscle anyway. But I don't plan to get up there. My and especially with the type of way, the way I like to train, I stick around 160 to 170 mm -hmm. um, with around 10 to 10 percent, 12 percent body fat. And that's how I love to feel. And that's what I work out for. And that's what I pretty much maintain. Right. Um, more closer to the higher. But anyway, um, so that's your level is important. Now you can look at someone who may be 200 pounds, you know, 180, 190, 200, and they're just ripped and they look really good, but their genetics may be different. The way they train may be different. How they eat may be different. There's like a whole lot more that goes into it, but I love the fact that you just want to say, accomplish what you need for yourself. And that's another reason why what type of workout you do needs to be enjoyable. Unless you're training for something specific, which if you're training for something, I'm hoping you're enjoying it too. But if you're training for, you you want to make sure it's enjoyable. It's enjoyable for you and you're making results and you're getting better. I think that's what's extremely important, right? Now, I, I want to do a quick break in the podcast right here to do a quick, to talk about Lumen, my favorite device. Let me tell you now, I just released an article on metabolic flexibility. It's about two months and the importance of metabolic flexibility. See, our bodies use enzymes to break down fat, carbs, and protein. So like proteases, amylase, and lipase, right? These are the most known digestive enzymes. However, what happens with us a lot is that we stick to eating a certain type of diet. And when we eat a certain type of diet, our body will create the enzymes to break down those foods that you primarily eat and downregulate some of those enzymes. For example, if you go on a keto diet for an extremely long time and you're low carb all the time, you don't carb cycle, then what happens is your body creates more lipase or fat burning. But if you start to reintroduce carbs into your diet, your body is going to have less amylase to break those down appropriately. Same way if you've been a high carb person all your life and an extremely low fat person, same thing happens. Your body creates a lot of um, amylase but down regulates lipase for fat burning. So what's, what I love about Lumen is that you blow into it and it tells you if you're primarily a fat burner or you're burning carbs. And based on how your metabolism works, they give you specific nutrition guidance to follow to train your metabolism to become flexible. 
Now, what happens with that, and I see this like almost like magic with a lot of people, is over time they start to realize, you know what, I can oftentimes eat my favorite foods, healthy foods, by the way, to say healthy foods, but I can eat my favorite foods and not feel guilty because my body can burn, can break it down, right? Because you, you have that metabolic flexibility. So having Lumen as a guide for where you blow into it, you know what you're burning and then they give you the guidance and you, and you follow that guidance and then your body starts to create the right balance of enzymes. That is key for metabolic flexibility. In fact, the key, my keto friends, I'm primarily a keto athlete as well, but we carb cycle, right? We put carbs into our diet and we burn them off and then we go back into ketosis in almost no time because mm -hmm. our metabolism is extremely flexible. And that's where a lot of people go wrong with um, ketosis is they think they just have to stay in it all the time and they don't put any carbs into their diet at all. Don't fruits and fruits and vegetables are not unhealthy. That's that anybody that tells you that turn away, run away and don't even look back. Right. Yeah. Anyway, I'm diverting a little bit. Lumen everyone is a fantastic product. It's great. I highly recommend it. Whenever you purchase it, you go into, um, you join their, their Facebook um, community. They have about 34,000 people. And guess what? I'm one of their group experts that I help to answer questions about health and fitness as well. So you get more access of your guy right here, right? So you get a lot of good guidance. I'm going to make sure that the uh, website is in the show notes and the description of the episode. And of course, Mako Zico Health gets you $50 off Lumen. Not 10%, 15%, $50 off. So go ahead and check it out. Lumen.me will be in the show notes and the description of the episode. And with that being said, back to the regular scheduled programming. So the question, and Alec, I'm going to start with you. What worked for you when you felt stuck in your journey? Uh, just remembering why. The why I kind of started on this health journey in the first place. And we kind of touched on it earlier this episode. Uh, it's just kind of just remembering why did you even start this in the first place? And it's not enough to remember why, but you need a good reason why. You know, having those New Year's resolutions, I, I never have them because they never work. Why? Because New Year's resolutions are built to fail. They're based on this predication of everyone doing it. Everyone kind of be like, it's a trend, essentially. It's not for you, it's for everyone else. If you can find a reason for the why for yourself, and you remember that throughout your journey, yeah, you can get into a rut. I've definitely been to some ruts, but you, you, you can look back onto it and think, ah, that's why I started. Right. Better get back on the horse. I love that. Know your why. That absolutely. It goes back to motivation on the last for so long. Mm. But then you know your why. And I talk about playing with your kids, living to see your grandkids or great grandkids, having more energy, want to do things that you love. You know, want to live to actually live life and not sit on the couch and watch Netflix all the time. That's fantastic. I love it. That was that that was banging, man. Louis, what you got for me? So not just in my fitness and health journey but just when i'm in the rut in general in life i'm i've developed this mindset where i'm so averse to what is called the comfort zone that whenever i encounter myself being in a rut my immediate response is always to undertake some sort of a measure which will always put me outside of my comfort zone and it's always geared towards 
obviously, if I continue what I was doing before I got into this rut, I'm going to fall into this rut again. And so I need to do something else. I need to find what it is that works for me. Um, and in my opinion, the only way that you find what works for you is to truly leave your comfort zone completely and then find a new comfort zone, right? Um, and so that's that's really what's what's helped me in in any situation when I've been in, in a rut. It's just knowing that staying within what is comfortable, staying within what is known is a fast track way to stagnation. You're, you're not going to advance if all you do is what you already know how to do. So, you know, just going out there and and enjoying the unknown, enjoying the challenge, if you will, um, living in that, you know, I'm sure some of you have heard of this um, motivational guy. He's an ex-Navy SEAL, David Goggins, kind of a crazy dude, right? Um, he kind of describes, you know, putting putting yourself outside of your comfort zone in order to strengthen not just your mind, but also your, your character. And I and I think it's true. You know, you really have to go out there and push beyond what it is that you know. Absolutely. I love that. And that's because that's something that, that I actually struggle with. I'm a comfort zone person. Sure. That's why if it would, but for me right now, my comfort zone is eating right and working out, right? And if a weekend comes and I don't get to work out, it just feels weird, right? So I that's something I have to work with. If I know I need to rest, I have to tell myself that I need to rest and actually take my rest purposely, yeah. right? Because it's outside of my comfort zone. I'm I'm yeah. used to training. You know, and there are a lot of other things that in my life that I'm just like my comfort and I have to tell myself I have to go with it. So that's something that I struggle with and I think a lot of us struggle with. But between knowing your why, we help you with your execution and also getting out of your comfort zone a little bit. And there are things that you can do along the way to help you to get out of your comfort zone. Like working, if, if you know that someone does something that you, let's say you want to learn to play the guitar. You never played the guitar before. And you're like, you know what, maybe I'll take lessons or I'll, you know, work with my friend who's a really good guitarist or whatever, or watch videos, whatever works for you, right? To get you in that comfort zone to where eventually you're like, you know what, I'm playing some chords here. Let me do, you know how big when we, while we started, Lou, and you yeah, like, yeah. you play the A for the first time and it actually sounds like an A and you're like, oh mm -hmm. my, that just sounds good, you know? Like, and you kind of step out and you get out of your comfort zone and then you start realizing you and pick up more and pick up more and pick up more and pick up more and guitarists end up with four or five different guitars because then you're playing all these different styles. Yeah. But, you know, so that's like, a, I just think that's a good metaphor, a good example of like getting out of your comfort zone. So I love the combination of those two things and I think that's really banging, banging advice. The, yeah. I mean, I recently had this thing. We had we had forty degrees Celsius weather here in Germany, which is completely like abnormal, right? And here in Germany, because the summers used to be milder, there's no air conditioning in any public uh, uh, buildings, right? And um, it was after work, and I'd already sweat the entire day under my work clothes at work, and then I was like on my way to my car. I wasn't actually planning on working out that day, but I had my gym stuff in my car because I always do. And um, I sort of looked at the gym, and I was like, you know what? It's probably going to suck, but I'm still going to go in there and I'm still going to do what needs to be done. Grabbed my gym stuff, went in there. You know, I was complete, like, I, I looked like I had just gotten out of the shower by the end of that workout. But what struck me when I went out wasn't that like, oh, you know, this sucked or that sucked. What struck me was like, even under those adverse conditions, I was able to do it. And that, and that gave me the confidence to be like, you know, there's barring injuries and personal emergencies there's nothing that's stopping you from going in and getting that workout yeah it's that kind of validation i guess you could say within yeah. yourself to be like 
hey, I, c- I can do a lot more than what I think I can. Yeah. Even if That's it's something feeling. small as like working out in extreme weathers. Yeah. It's because it, it's, it's, the more you sit in the rut and be like, I can't, mm-hmm. oh, I'm too tired. You're going to feel like that. Something yeah. um was, I remember who I had on the show that mentioned that Scott Eilers, he's another psychologist. And he mentioned that, I'll say another, he's a really good psychologist. And he mentioned that if you believe something with all your heart, that just means that you've heard it a lot, mm. right? And he says, over time, you can change that thought. Like, for example, if you're like, I'm tired, I don't have the energy, this is too hard. And you keep telling yeah. yourself that, you're going to feel like that. But if you, and that's how, remember we're talking about it before we started, I said, I get up, I either meditate or mm. I play my guitar or both in the mornings. And I do that because I, I want to sing something nice or I want to repeat mantras and tell myself positive things. And it has such a big good outlook on my day right something as small as that and that's 10 15 minutes of my morning yeah. really you know i mean i get up around 6 6 30 because i'm just you know a crazy person but you know if you can get that time in the morning where you could have a nice slow easy start to your day tell you and then you can not, not just slow but repeat positive things to yourself yeah. positive mantras do a little singing you know li- listen to a nice song just get yourself in that positive mindset from the beginning that has so many benefits. I can do a whole show on the Vegas nerve and all, all that stuff I can do yeah. for you. So they want to wrap this up now. So before I do, I want to hear about your fantastic podcast. Alec, I'm going to give it to you as anchor man to kind of get us out of here. Tell us about your podcast. Tell us about, oh, I say you're both of you together, your podcast. Yeah. Uh, so Lewis and I host a podcast of our own called The Unfiltered Show. You can see it in YouTube, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. You can also follow us on Instagram, uh, at Alec Beckley for me, no space, no caps. Uh, Lewis, what's your handle again? Uh, it's at Lewis underscore uh, Chevy with an S in front of the Chevy. <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, it's really just a place where we can, if it's just the two of us, we talk about anything and everything, especially with guests. With guests, it's usually with uh, their expertise of uh, what their background is what their profession is their experiences and stories we had Zico on there like you mentioned at the beginning of this episode about a month ago where we just talked about his show his uh, journey his fitness and expertise as well which was incredibly fun um, and yeah it's just like a place where we wanted people to kind of feel okay to listen to topics that we may not be comfortable hearing nowadays or even having ourselves whether it's with strangers or with our mates or with families of our own so it's really just a place to share stories share ideas and you know sometimes for us and having old friends come on it's just kind of dicking about and catching up having these crazy conversations as well i'm gonna have to rate this podcast r just everybody knows so thank you very much yeah. for that. <laughs> yeah <laughs> but it, that's fantastic guys of course i'm gonna um the, uh, I'm going to put the, in, their contact information is going to be in the show notes. Uh, they're going to be, I'm aiming for zikahealth.com slash unfiltered show. Mm-hmm. Um, that's that's pretty much, let make it easier. I was going to say Alec and Louis, that I can get strange with the and or whatever. So zikahealth.com slash unfiltered show. Very, very easy, easy to follow. And of course, the show notes will be in the description of the podcast as well. So you can click on that, find what you need. And if and even on top of that, of course, not just get to their podcast, but get to their Instagrams as well. So I have the links in the show notes. Easy, easy peasy. And uh, that's it. So thank you so much, gentlemen, for being here and uh, enjoy the rest of your day. 
Thanks for having us on. Thanks for joining the Matter Over Mind experience. If you got good content out of this or any of my shows, save, subscribe, and share it with anyone who needs this information. Remember, always take the scenic route and enjoy the ride.